John chapter 21. This is one of uh, Easter testimonies in the gospel. When you uh, hear this passage, you can watch some uh, videos I took uh, uh, when I visited Holy Land. This uh, video is related to the, uh, today's passage. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, and he showed himself in this way. Gathered there together were Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Chavidee, and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter told, said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, We will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach, but the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, Boys, you have no fish, have you? They answered him, No. He said to them, Cast the net to the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in because there were so many fish. That disciples whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he had taken it off and jumped into the sea. But the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, only about a hundred yards off. When they had gone ashore, they saw charcoal fire there that with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, a hundred fifty-three of them. And though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. A second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, that you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter felt Hurt because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you used to face in your own belt and to go wherever you wished. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will face a belt around you and take you where you do not wish to go. He said this to indicate the kind of death by which he would glorify God. After this, he said to Peter, follow me. 
Did you watch that? There was the Sea of Tiberias, another name, Sea of Galilee, and also another second video was the, in a statue of Jesus and Peter by the lake, reminding story it just I read from chapter 20 on John's Gospel. Every Gospel witnesses the resurrection of Jesus. The Gospel of John has dramatic resurrection stories and how the disciples met the risen uh, Lord. Most biblical scholars agree John completed his gospel in the end of chapter 20. The last verses of chapter 20 says, Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may continue to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. He just said this, there are a lot of things are not written in this book. That This verse sounds like the end of the book. But then you have another chapter. Chapter 21 starts. Maybe he figured out things are not written in this book. Some of them must be written. He changed his mind, maybe added this story. Or scholars believe maybe his disciples added this story. They heard from their uh, uh, pastor later. In chapter 21, the passage I just read, a group of disciples, they left Jerusalem after first Easter. Some of them might see Jesus when Jesus showed up in a room they gathered. Some of them might not. They left Jerusalem and they went back to their hometown. And they were doing what they had done before they met Jesus. What was it? Fishing. That was their job. Here we have the names of these disciples. How many of them there? I counted up to seven. Here, uh, you can count it here. Peter, Thomas, Nathaniel, the sons of Chavity, James and John, and two others of his disciples. These two others, very, very tricky. Because in this book, John never told himself in the part of story. He always mentioned the one disciple Jesus loved instead of himself. <laughs> so even in this story, two other disciples, he never mentioned himself here, his name. But some scholars believe that's very, very clever. Because whoever read this story might consider himself, herself, one of those disciples. Or one loved by Jesus and be part of this story. Peter was leading these people. I'm going fishing. They said to him, we'll go with you. Well, What's wrong with this part of story? Nothing is wrong, right? Yes? No? What's the problem with this passage? And Jesus showed up to them later and called them again to follow him, right? Now, think about this meaning of this passage in this way. If you were there on the first day of Easter, 
if you found met the risen Christ, what's going to happen to you? If you were there in the first Easter, what would happen? What might happen to you? I might check my vision first, right? Oh, did I see the right? Okay. He's gone. He died. He's crucified. He's dead. Am I really looking at him again? But the Bible said, whoever met the risen Christ, they didn't recognize him. See? Here in this story, Jesus showed up. But nobody asked, who are you? What does it mean by that? Maybe the appearance of Jesus, the reason Jesus, is not like one they knew before. It's a mystery, right? So don't consider the reason Christ as the one like the one they met before. It might look different. The Bible doesn't explain the detail. And do you remember two disciples went walked to the emails? Jesus joined with them, walked with them talked with them, but they didn't recognize Jesus, right? Until they received communion from him. Disciples, they didn't recognize the risen Christ at all. So, if I were there on the first day of Easter, I might not recognize Jesus like those other disciples did. And these disciples didn't know what resurrection meant at all. So, yes, he might be raised again. He might be resurrected. So what? What does it mean? The reason Christ just disappeared, they couldn't find Jesus again. So just they went back, came back to their hometown and found the net they threw away and started fishing again. So resurrection, first Easter didn't mean a lot to these disciples. I counted of the seven disciples. That's a good number, right? Among 12, one already, you know, gone. So 11 of them. Seven of 11 were there together, but they didn't know what resurrection means, what Easter means to them at all. So through this story, John speaks to his church. Remember, more important thing is, it's fact of resurrection is important, yes. But more important thing is what it means to them, what it means to us. So I think we have to ask the same question. What resurrection means to me? And John wants to speak what resurrection means to him, to his church, through this gospel. First, he clarified that because of Easter, he comes to believe Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and through believing, we may have life in his name. That's the first meaning of resurrection to John in his gospel. And he's using this thing from the words of Jesus. So here the disciples, they saw they witnessed the resurrection of Jesus, but they didn't recognize him. They didn't find the meaning. Now, think about John's church. They are the people who never seen Jesus. 
who were not in the day of Easter. How could they believe resurrection? Here in verse chapter 20, verse 29, Jesus speaks to Thomas. He said, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. That's exactly the message John speaks to his church. Yeah, we cannot see Jesus any longer. But Jesus said, if we believe without seeing this, we are blessed. And the second message is this. It's a later part of, second part of the passage I read for you. The message of resurrection is very clear. It is to follow Jesus. That's the key message, what resurrection meant to John. After all the three conversations, do you remember that? Hey, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, you know that. Then feed my sheep, tend my sheep, feed my sheep. In that in end of that conversation, Jesus said, last words, so now, what? Follow me. To John, it is very, very clear, those two things. Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, so we are called to follow him. That's the meaning, implication of Easter, the resurrection of Jesus to him. Now I would like to ask you to think about it, what Easter means to you. Beyond having a time of gathering of all church families, and also if you are, have some children, other family members, they might come to see you. Actually, for me, it was my first Easter without my oldest son, who goes now to college. He didn't make Easter. How could, you, how could he do that? <laughs> but he sent, us, sent me a picture. He went to a church with his friend in uh, nearby his college. We are celebrating this Easter with lots of people, but sometimes we forgot what it really meant to the first disciples, what God speaks to us through this Easter. I want to finish this with one short story. There was a young missionary who was a Methodist pastor long times ago. Let me find exact years, actually. I was, his name is Henry Gerhard Penseller. He was a Methodist missionary. Let me find. He was born February 6, 1858. When he was born, um, and when he, he attended Methodist seminary, and he became a missionary, he went to Japan. It was time even before the United Methodist Church. You know that. <laughs> Long times ago. Later, he became the first Methodist missionary who came to Korea. He was working as a missionary in Japan. He came to know about a neighbor country, but there was nobody, no Methodist missionary went yet, and he was called to go there, and he picked a day 
to arrive in Korea, it was an Easter morning in early, uh, late 19th century. I'm going to talk about this man a little bit more whenever I preach next time. And he chose day of Easter, the day he can arrive in his mission field because he believed Easter is a day he's called to follow Jesus. And he made it happen in his life. And now over a million, at least a million Methodist Christians in South Korea. So just one small seed, he sowed the day of Easter. Everything began and God made the big thing happen by his call. This story is going to be continued. And I'm going to talk about, maybe I will prepare some pictures uh, related to him and find, share more. Yes, this is about story of Easter, story of resurrection. 